In this episode of Turtle Show, we talk about the NCAA scandals that's rocking the world, why LeVar Ball is always right and he ain't never lost, and who should be the highest paid player in the NFL. All right, never lost. So stay tuned. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Turtle Show, presented by TurtleShow.com. This is a show, podcast, YouTube series. Well, not really YouTube, because YouTube doesn't like us. I don't know what it is about YouTube. Yeah, no one watches it. More like a Facebook kind of thing, but Facebook steals our information. Just a little show that, you know, talk about the recent stuff in sports and our non-biased, actually really biased opinions on everything that happens in the world of sports. Basically. And I'm Mike Floyd, and rocking the 2-0 and Lakers since Lonzo Ball came back. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Making a push for the playoffs. Stephen Harris, you know, rocking the Chauncey Bills number one Nuggets jersey. I'll give you that one. They lost to uh, the Clippers last night by two points. But hey, they got Lou Williams, the sixth man of the year, bro. That guy's amazing. But I, I'll give you Chauncey Bills. But the reason why I wore the Lakers jersey is not because of the Lakers themselves, because of the dad of the Lakers, LeVar Ball. Yeah. Now, if everybody remembers when um, his son was coming out of college. He kept talking trash about the NCAA. He pulled his other two sons out of school because he didn't like the NCAA. Well, what, like the past week? Well, the the report, the original report came out maybe a couple months ago. Okay. Well, the end of last year? Yeah, like the... When the original report came out. The FBI was wiretapping a bunch of players' phones, coaches, and um, it was this one particular agent. I don't remember his name. They are wiretapping his phone, and they just record all these conversations to where they found out, like, the head coach of Arizona, Sean Miller, was caught on FBI wiretap. Discussing a hundred thousand dollar payment to freshman DeAndre Atten to make sure he plays for Arizona, and it just started this crazy like spiral, and, and like everybody's like shaking in their boots now. So now they're talking about like Duke is probably involved, North Carolina, Kentucky, Louisville, uh, I think even Michigan State, it, and you know they don't need any more bad press with the whole Larry Nasser no. thing. No, but it just started this whole conversation: Is the NCAA really needed? Because you're Essentially, taking these kids, who a lot of them are coming from pretty much nothing, who actually need the money to survive. Like everybody's like, "Oh, they get a college scholarship or whatever, they get education," but you can't they still eat. need to survive. Yeah, you can't yeah. eat off of a off a piece of paper. So the report uh, names NBA agent Andy Miller is former business associate Christian Dawkins and Miller's agency, ASM Sports. Uh, Miller hasn't been arrested or charged in the case, but the NBA Players Union took away his agent certification Ooh. in December, removing him from that business. So that's that's part of the basis. That's, that's part of where, it's, you know, where it started. Because basically they're, they're funneling these guys, these, these high school players, they're getting... People are getting paid to funnel them to certain schools yep. so that they'll play for those schools. And that's sort of pay-for-play thing, even though the as NCAA rules go, these players can't get paid or make any sort of money off anything that they do, even though the school and the NCAA can make billions. Yes. Which is ridiculous. Um, it, 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 it's been talked for, I want to say maybe like five, maybe over five years now, of uh, college players getting paid in general. I want to say is maybe two or three years ago that the football team from Northwestern tried to unionize. Yep. In an effort to uh, get paid, because I mean that's that's a completely different story. Their uh, their locker rooms, their facilities were, were just crap, and they they were trying to unionize on the fact that they needed better uh, working conditions, basically. But back to back to the NBA and NCAA. Uh, but I mean, 
they, things have really kind of ramped up as far as the story lately. Uh, the coach for Arizona, uh, his name came out, and they didn't let him coach for the yeah. last game. And they lost a big recruit, Shaquille O'Neal's son. They lost him. He's yeah. going to go play for uh, UCLA now, yeah. which was a big blow to Arizona because they were on the come up. But yeah. you know what I find funny about this? I, I don't know if you remember. It was maybe like six years ago. The uh, You know, you get Madden every year. Right. We used to get the NCAA football game every yes. year around the same time. But then when those players unionized and they're like, we should get paid because you're using our likeness in these games. EA was like, nah, pimp. We just going to stop making the game. It was actually... Let me look it up. It was, uh, it was EA and NCAA that actually got sued. Yeah. by a group of players. I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot who it was, but I remember like it was a huge thing because that game was actually pretty good. But they had a legit argument. It's like yeah. you're using us in these games, you're making money off of our exact likeness. Is like, how is that even possible? Right. So I don't know. Then another thing I found interesting. I was looking on my Twitter this morning. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted it. Adidas is sponsoring a Pac Pro Football League, a league that's a turnip to college football. Uh, they haven't released all the details, so I'll part, once it you know gets more details, I'll post it on the uh, Turf Toe Show Facebook page. But I found it interesting. They're talking about paying these guys about $50,000 a year to play football, which isn't a bad bad thing. I mean, they don't have to worry about if they don't want to. A lot of guys don't want to go to school. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you, a lot of these guys just want to play football. That's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Going to school is just an added, you know, like not, not like a detriment, not a detriment, but like a it messes with their training. See, it, I think I think basketball that's a little bit more acceptable as far as or, or was as, as far as going straight from high school to the pros. How right? so? Well, because like if you got that skill, you, I mean you're just gonna keep uh, you're just gonna keep working on it and you're gonna keep honing it. But an 18 year old coming coming out of high school playing football. Going to the NFL, I think that's going to be detrimental to him because he still needs to. I feel like that 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 athlete still has is going to have a lot more growing to do because they're going to be a lot a lot bigger to adults. Oh, okay, like that's what you're saying. Like, yeah, that's just what I mean. Size, gotcha, wise. gotcha. Maybe maybe maturity wise, but def, definitely size wise, definitely the time that's been put in. Okay, I mean, you take that extra little bit of time to get bigger while you're in college. Not saying you actually have to go to college, but if there was a way. Well, if they set it to where like the Adidas thing, that's, that's if they set it to where like there's like a three year playing, like if you right. sign up with this Adidas and you got to play for three years, mm-hmm. that gives you at least three years because you know Adidas is going to get some pretty badass coaches, oh yeah, or and strength trainers and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they put the name on it. So you might actually, especially if you were getting recruited by a smaller school, yeah. like I say, a community college, this might be your chance to be able to go in front of a bigger audience yeah. and be able to get seen because you got guys like, I mean, let's say Joe Flacco, he went to like a Appalachian State or something like that. Yeah. A small school, but say he would have played as Adidas, he might have went to a bigger team because he would have got more exposure and stuff yeah. like that. Because you see all these guys who look badass in these JUCO games, yeah, but they never get picked up, right? Because no one, no one's really watching. No, no one's paying attention to those. They want, they want the Division One guys. Yeah, they like the Oklahomas. The yeah, it's, it's harder to so. take a chance on that small little guy. He may look good then, but mm-hmm. are you? Are the, are the teams going to want to waste their money and waste their time, waste their scouting abilities on on the little guy? And I think the farm leagues are it's perfect because I think baseball's been doing it for years. Oh yeah, like their farm league is just is perfect. Also, I mean, you guys you got like I don't know the, all the little excuse me the little systems for, it, but I know there's like the minor leagues and there's like the minor minor leagues and there's stuff like like different yeah, levels. There's, there's single A, double A, and triple A, mm-hmm. and that's basically that, that that's the whole minor leagues and every team 
has affiliates in little small towns across the country where these guys, they if they get injured, they go down, they play in the minor leagues and get back up. Or some of their draft picks, they'll start in the minor leagues and work their way up to get the experience and uh, to be ready to come to the major leagues. Yeah. But it's, I mean, that, that's like the only major league sport that has any sort of a, uh, uh, what, what sort of way? Like a kind of, of farm league kind of like? Yeah, any, any sort of process to build up. See, I like what the NBA is doing now because they had the D League, yeah, but Gatorade bought the rights to it. Right. So what I like what they do now is they allow these players to they're, well, they're going to set it up to where you can draft them yeah. straight out. Of, I, I want to say, I, don't quote me on this, but I want to say out of high school. But mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of guys coming out like their freshman, sophomore year of college. They're going to the G League, yeah. playing there, and they're they're getting paid pretty decent money. Mm-hmm. They it's a pretty shortened season, but what it allows these guys to do is it their farm teams for the Actual NBA teams. I think there's a exactly. couple. Exactly. I want to say like the Sioux Force or something like that. It's like the Miami Heat team, but they allowed them to be drafted by other players mm-hmm. or other teams, my bad. But um, what they do is like say like uh, Trey Burke. He was doing really good for the G League team that he was with. He got a 10-day contract with the New York Knicks. Right. He went and played for the New York Knicks for 10 games. They're like signed into a full contract. So go. it allows these go. guys to play in an actual NBA environment, mm-hmm. get used to the actual work schedule with that comes with that kind of stuff. Then on top of that, what I like about it is they bring a lot of these veteran players back. Because Kendrick Perkins, um, I just forgot his name. Oh, man, I just forgot his name. But uh, there's another guy. He plays for Wisconsin. I used to play for Milwaukee back in the day. I'll find it in a minute. But he came back. He's playing. He's working his way back up. There's rumors that uh, Stephen Marbury really? might come back really? and do that. <laughs> Which isn't a bad idea, especially like especially this part of the season where you got a lot of guys going down with injuries. Mm-hmm. And you need somebody to plug and play. Hey, these guys been playing yeah. all year. I mean, they know the system that we're running. Bring them up. Yeah. I mean, I like it. So, this this FBI probe report, uh, I read an article uh, published by Sports Illustrated yesterday. And basically, the author of this article, he was making a case for why is the FBI investigating this? Because the NCAA rules that have been violated, they aren't laws that have been broken. They are... NCAA rules and NCAA is its own entity. entity. Yeah, and then he's basically making the case and arguing, like I said, for why is a why is FBI investigating this? Well, his case for why the FBI is investigating this is because the NCAA makes a lot of money mm-hmm. and they know people, so they're able to bring in the FBI and take those resources to investigate this on behalf of the NCAA, not not to be detrimental to them, but to do this on behalf of the NCAA so that. Uh, they can try to take uh, better control of the sports and keep making money instead of them, uh, you know, just falling apart. Because in the, in the article, it stated that it's, it's been a rough couple of years for NCAA. So yeah. they're, they're trying to use this to build back up and get back, you know, to prominence like they were in some way before. Me, I think I'd rather see the NCAA kind of kind of fall apart. I mean, they they have they have rules as far as athletes and athletics for college and what you can and can't do and stuff like that. But a lot of it just seems like it's it it's all it's not in the interest of the athlete. It's in the interest of the schools, the the, the benefactors, the, the the board of trustees, and the people that actually work for the NCAA, the nonprofit organization that makes millions of dollars or billions. I don't know if it's billions, but hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Yeah. Off of athletes that don't get paid. Mm-hmm. So, 
And there's like no protections for these athletes once they get hurt. I mean, you lose your scholarship. I mean, you're done. So it's like there's there's no benefit unless you're guaranteed to go to the pros. There's no benefit of playing under the NCAA. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only thing I can see for amateur status is the Olympics. That's the only thing I can see because I, yeah, because it, it makes it fair across the board. I mean, it's, unless you're Russia, but <laughs> I, I don't see why anybody would want to play for the NCAA, like knowing that they make all this money off you and you get nothing for it. You're you're busting your butt every single day for a bunch of fat coats in an office somewhere. And then the guys that do get money under the table, if that comes out, everyone washes their hands of it, but it's uh, it's on the athlete. Yeah, they want it's to blame the players. It's like they did it. It's like, but I look at it as they're talking about why the FBI doing it. I look at it as money laundering because these guys are able to funnel this money from all these different spots, and nobody knows where this money's actually coming from. Because you got like shoe companies right. who are like, oh, you know, I know, like, say, like, um, I don't know, they're actually doing this, but I know Jordan Brand sponsors Michigan State. Oh, well, Michigan, right? Say, like, Jordan Brand wants a big time player to rock their shoes because knowing this big time player is going to eventually get into the league. Right. So if they pay this. You know, this agent, I'll say 100 G's to like guarantee that this player goes to Michigan. Then the, that agent can go to the coach, be like, hey, make sure this guy gets the playing time, throws right. him a little extra cash. Then they throw the cash to the player because, you know, you got to pay the player to get them there. True. Because, true. you know, most likely they got they got a family to feed. They got parents and right. brothers and sisters. They bring that player there three years, well, one and done. <laughs> They're back in the league. And then on top of that, they can set up the contract to where the players got to pay back the agent the money they paid him. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're legitimately just screwing the players. Like, I mean, that that could be it. That could be you know piece I'm missing uh, in it. Because I was looking at Cal Kuzma, they he, three thousand dollars. Like really, I was telling you before we started recording, uh, that Adam guy, he was talking. About, he rolled down sixty seven dollars and some odd cents for a dinner, and he wanted the guy to pay him back for it. I'm like, what? You have got to be the most pettiest dude like ever, man. Like you're gonna sit there and charge these cats this kind of money. I mean. And that's why I don't trust people who make money off of other people and don't do anything. Like, oh, we go, like, the fact that you have to have an agent to negotiate contracts in professional sports is kind of jacked up to me. My thing is, if you're business savvy enough, because there's a lot of guys who are really smart enough that are professional athletes, Mm -hmm. say, like, a LeBron James, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he can negotiate his own contract. Now, there's some guys, like Birdman, who probably shouldn't do his own contract. Right. But then, like, guys that actually have this kind of business sense, they shouldn't well, have to pay an agent. Well, that's the reason. It's because there's a market for it. Because there are guys that don't know the system. Yeah. And probably will get played. But then there's also agents that don't know the system. And they're just trying to make money. But other guys make that. Well, they should do it like, like that. They should make a law where if you're going to be an agent, you should be like a fiduciary. So, like, pretty much if you go with, a, like, a financial planner, mm-hmm. a fiduciary has to have your best interest in mind. Right. So, if they make a law stating that, like, hey, if you're going to be an agent, you have to have your client's best interest in mind. Not just make it as much money as possible for you. Then I think that will change a lot of this stuff. Because you see... Uh, was it Ballers? The show about a rock? Yeah. That's all about the underworld of being an agent. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... But the thing is, like, everybody knows about it. Everybody's all of it for years. We've all said, all oh, the players getting paid. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But I think it's getting to a point now where you got guys like LeVar Ball, Adidas. We, we laughed at LeVar when he was talking about talking about starting his own little semi-pro basketball league. But it made sense. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why put these kids through all this stuff? I, there was a kid who just got hurt. He blew an ACL or something. They were supposed to be a top draft pick coming out of college, and he's done for. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, he, he might he might be able to come back, but I mean, who knows if the school's gonna give up on him or give him time to recover or whatever. So switching from uh, one sport to another sport, jumping over yeah. to the NFL. Yeah. So if you've kept up with us, you know, there's usually three of us. Yeah. Uh, Glow man, he's not here today. 
And last I talked to him, I heard he was in Dallas fighting Cowboys and Des Bryant fans. <laughs> because the NFL, four years later, has ruled that Des Bryant's no catch against the uh, Green Bay Packers was actually a catch in the playoffs. Four years later, they decided to come out and say that a catch in a playoff game uh, that really mattered in a crucial point of the game was actually a catch. Four years later, I uh, I personally I'm, I'm I'm not a big fan of them coming out and reversing calls on anything after the fact because it gets it, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't go back and change the outcome. No, it's it's done. It's not like they're gonna go back and replay that playoff game against the Packers, which would be and, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Bring back Tony Romo for those. <laughs> 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 Romo, you're coming out the booth. <laughs> And then replay the entire 2014 playoff, you know, entire 2014 playoffs. They're not going to do that. And so it's, it, I think, I think it's a move point. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's because if they do this, they do this in basketball. They go back and change, you know, flavor fouls and fouls or fouls of flavor fouls after the fact. And and same thing in baseball. They'll, uh, they'll go back. Oh, maybe that should have been a strike or that should have been a catch. Whatever. But it, it it makes no point after the fact. Yeah. I'd rather see the right call be called in the game and just stick with it. Yep. If, if the world doesn't agree, if even the refs or your bosses, the boss of the refs don't agree, you made the call. They shouldn't go back and reverse it. No. Because it, it makes no point. It doesn't change. It just enrages fans yeah. and it causes more arguments now. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's really no point. I mean, like you said, like in basketball, say like, I, the only time I can see him in basketball is say like, if you're going back saying a tech wasn't a tech, and it allows a player to keep playing, I can see doing that. But it has to be like right then and there. Oh, yeah. You can't wait a couple games down the road and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, that wasn't a tech. It, may, it does, does us no good. Now, I can see if you're going to be like, you can base a new rule. Like, hey, there was so much controversy over mm-hmm. the Des Bryant catch. Mm-hmm. We're now stating that this is the new parameters for that. I would go with that. I wouldn't go straight out, flat out, say, "Hey, the Des Bryant catch was a Des Bryant. It was an actual catch." Right. I wouldn't say that because now, like, we're, people are all upset and up in arms. Mm-hmm. Talk about boycotting the NFL over a catch, okay. like really? Now, to your point, they are. I mean, ever since that time, for the past four years, they have been evaluating the rule of what a catch or what what is a catch, what isn't a catch. And as we all know, over the past four years, they still haven't gotten it right because there's been plenty of catches that didn't look like catches and plenty of no catches. And- yep. Did look like catches that got called and all that stuff. So obviously, there's still no, <laughs> there's still no fixing to the rule. There hasn't been one fix whatsoever. Now we're just going back and saying the reason that started the whole conversation is a catch. So I think if they're going to call that a catch, then everything from that point on that was iffy that wasn't called a catch should be called a catch. Yeah. I don't maybe know. maybe they'll figure something out. They got to do some of these refs though, man. Like. I don't know if, like, I understand, like, there's a lot of rules, like, little ticky-tacky stuff, but they got to kind of simplify it. It's like, if the fans know it, the refs should know it, because they know the rule book better than we do. They're supposed to. Like, if it's blatant to to everybody in the stadium and everybody watching around the world, even the announcers are agreeing with us, who actually, majority of them played the game, Mm -hmm. it gets to the point, like, really, like, come on now, like, you're slowing down the gameplay. We already say the games are too long as as it is. Mm Mm-hmm. It just gets to the point, like, the NBA, they, it's gotten to a point where the refs don't even, like, actually make the calls on the floor. They go to the replay thing, and it's made, the call's made from New York. Yeah. So, it's like, you're just slowing it down, man. Like, we're paying all this money. You just, it's a waste of our time. So, I don't know. But you know what I think, 
more funny than that is Papa John's losing or losing their NFL sponsorship. And I think Pizza Hut, no, either Pizza Hut or Domino's picked it up. But what's funny than that is DiGiorno is trolling them. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so DiGiorno just posted a couple times, uh, we're still the official pizza of your home oven. Not a real thing. We're talking about official sponsors. We're talking about official sponsors. We're not talking about the pizza. We're talking about sponsors. Then they're like tweeting out to the XFL because that's making a comeback in 2020. Oh, that's right. And then they it's said, <laughs> they're like, better pizza, better sales. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, like this is hilarious to me. I just think it's funny that people are like in an uproar over that. I, people are, dude, like I was seeing people, oh, I guess all. Like, okay, because we have, we have like two factions. We have the people that have been boycotting the NFL. Yeah. And everybody that, that sponsors the NFL because of leaving and all that stuff. But you also have the other the other side of people that love the NFL and like, okay, well, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to pop guns anymore. Well, there's a, there's a ton of people out there like, yes, I will eat Papa John's all the time now that they're not sponsored by the NFL. I'm like, really? Like, why, why is this such a... This is such a polarizing issue. Like, if you read the comments online and see what people are saying, this is a bigger issue than you would think. But my thing is, Papa John's is trash. Right. It's, it's trash, bro. Like, it's for the price that you're paying. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Papa John's is trash for that price. Domino's made money because they're like, yo, we know our pizza's trash, but you're going to pay a trash price. <laughs> so $5 for a large pizza, I mean, you can't beat that. When I go to, I'm, if I'm paying 15 bucks for a pizza from Papa John's, I go to, like, an actual restaurant and get some good, decent stuff. True. Why would I pay fifty dollars for trash? So that's my thing. Like, yeah. don't be like, don't have Peyton Manning smile on my face, <laughs> and have some random, you know, Papa John's employee like, oh, we love each other. No, like your your food's trash. That's why fun, your CEO got fired. Fun fact: uh, Peyton Manning is the owner of probably about twenty Papa John's in the area. Oh, he's probably mad now. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm selling my stuff now. I mean, why would he care? He's still making, he's making money off it. Uh, he can't even turn his neck. Oh, steroids. So. But the last thing I wanted to talk about was Kirk Cousins. Actually, I don't really care about Kirk Cousins. The one thing I want to talk about is uh, Ryan Shazier. Okay. So, He's not playing this week. Yeah. So, and <laughs> has, he, has he even been able to walk yet? I think I saw pictures of him standing. I don't, standing I, don't, I, don't even, I don't see any videos of him walking. Yeah. Other thing that was pretty interesting was uh, Mike Glennon got cut by the Bears. He should have never been signed in the first place. I was going to say who? The, the Olympics reinstated uh, Russia's uh, privileges now. Are the Olympics, are they done? Are they still going on? I'm assuming they're done because I haven't heard anything else about them. Yeah, I was trying to keep up with that and it just fell apart. The only really interesting thing in the Olympics were uh, snowboarding and skiing, kind of. Oh, what's her name? Lindsay Vaughn. She came in third or something? She got a silver medal in the oh, okay. slalom or something like that. And it was like her last one was emotional because she's broke every bone in her body. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did an E sixty report on her. You see her outside the line or something like that. She's tore ACL three times, broke her ankle, broke her hand, broke her arms, and now she's climbing over the Olympics. Wow, she had a good run. Yeah, she was with Tiger for a while, so I'm sure they were. It's like I, I, I love Lindsay Vaughn. She's a great competitor, and um, yeah, you know, she, she, she can go off the things. But yeah, speaking of Tiger, he's uh, now played in two PGA. He's golfed for the past two weeks in a row and, <laughs> and made the cut. He's, he's doing that. He's making a comeback. He's going to be number one again soon. Watch. Oh, now I remember what I wanted to talk about. The running back for the Carolina Panthers just got cut. Jonathan Stewart. Really? Yeah, they just cut him today. Instead of giving him a pay cut, they cut him. 
So there's a lot of veteran players who are just getting like, hey, done, like out of here. And I'm like, how are you going to blame the Panthers' problems on Jonathan Stewart? Like, yeah, that's not Jonathan Stewart's problem. He played literally every game for you guys. Yeah. Like, and what the hell? Unless they they know something that we don't know. Well, Cam has still been the leading rusher, so it's not like. I mean, Jonathan Stewart, he's been a good running back. Well, get the like, get him some uh, receivers out there. Right, get, get him some receivers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think the best receiver was, uh, what's his name, McCaffrey, that they drafted. Yeah. He, was, he was, like, running back, receiver, punt returner, kicker. He was everything. I can't – I mean, what, what other receivers are on the, on the Panthers right now? Oh, Matt Forte just announced his retirement, so. Yeah, yeah so all the veteran players from, yeah. you know, all the, I'll say this, all these old running backs are starting to retire. Mm-hmm. I guess the new crop is up because you got Leonard Fournette, you know, you got the, all the Saints guys and stuff like that. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what kind of contract Le'Veon Bell gets. Oh, dude, he's he, gets he should be the highest paid player in the NFL. He should be. Awesome. But he's not, I, he's not going to. It, it's going to be jacked he's up that Kirk Cousins is going to make more money than Le'Veon Bell. Oh, yeah. He's, Le'Veon Bell is more valuable than Kirk Cousins. He is. See, I mean, he's, he's going to be the top. He'll, he'll, he'll be the top paid running back in the NFL. Dude, I honestly think he if has, you take Le'Veon Bell and put him on any team, they're instantly a playoff team. Oh yeah, instantly. Like I mean, the way he runs the ball, like he he doesn't fumble. He sees the hole. He 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 reads the defense just as good as the quarterback does. Yeah, and he he does what he has to do. Plus, you can you can you can split him out wide. You can have him run out of the backfield into the flat, and he can catch. He can catch just as well as he can run. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Or the Steelers will fuck up a franchise tag. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> Actually, we kind of want to see that. But just to keep fucking with him. Yeah. Oh. Well. But that's gonna be it for this episode of Turf Toe Show. Uh, hopefully next week Glowman will be alive and not dead from whatever sickness he has in his face. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he caught something because that guy's been like down and out. But uh, you can follow us on all the social media websites: uh, Twitter, YouTube. Well, not YouTube, but Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, you can't follow us on YouTube. Yeah, I guess it's I should. But... I guess I should start uploading again to YouTube. <laughs> but we do a lot of more of our stuff on Facebook. Uh, hit us up on the website. You know, yeah. uh, I want to also get started to. Um, having people call in and actually working with us on this. So we'll let you guys know about that. More details coming soon, but anything else, man? Uh, baseball spring training started. Oh yeah. Russell Wilson showed up to the Yankees, uh, spring training camp. Yeah. He apparently was crushing home runs and batting practice. <laughs> He's crushing a lot of stuff too, but that's going to be it guys. Until next time. <laughs>